thanks so much, Craig. Um, it, honestly, it's funny, Craig saying, you know, about not welcoming me as a visitor, but it does always feel like coming home. So thank you again for the privilege of being able to be here this morning. Um, it is wonderful in you know, light of everything that's happening in our world at the minute, to be able to come together and worship the way we've worshipped this morning and, you know, just remind ourselves of who is in control and uh, that he is worthy, you know, I, that, that whole idea of having a thankful heart and that he's worthy of all our praise. And it does keep our focus on, on the right things, doesn't it? It's so, so important. And in light of all that's happening in our world, I want to speak to you this morning about peace. It was interesting as we took communion, that's what Craig prayed over us. And, uh, you know, how do we live a life of peace in light of everything that's going on in our world? How, is, that even, is that even a possibility? Um, and it's not just, I mean, obviously there's the war in Ukraine at the moment, but again, Craig alluded to it, like the last few years um, with the pandemic have heightened our fears, have heightened our anxieties. People have talked about, you know, mental health, like they've never talked about it before because so many people have been really overwhelmed in that area and peace has seemed very, very elusive. And, and certainly at the minute, you know, I, I think even though it, it feels like it's a long way away, the war in Ukraine, I think that even here in Northern Ireland, as you talk to people, you can pick up a certain amount of anxiety with regard to what's going on. And I suppose when I say that word peace, what, is, what does that conjure up for you? What, what would peace look like for you? You know, is it a, a walk like on a day like today along the beach up at the north coast. Maybe you're a mountain person or a forest person. Um, maybe if you're more like me, it's lying in bed on a Saturday morning watching Saturday Kitchen with one of those Marks and Spencer's hot cross buns. That's what I did, yes. <laughs> That's what I did yesterday. Um, but, but peace for different people is, you know, it looks, it looks different. But the Bible has an awful lot to say about peace and about how we really truly can access a life of peace. And it's not so much, um, you know, I, certainly for me, I think, you know, if all my family are doing okay, they're not, nobody's facing, you know, really any great difficulties, everybody's health's okay, then, then I'll be, okay, you know, I'll be at peace. Um, someone has said, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. And I think I've lived through that many, many times. And, and so, you know, for me, sometimes I think, now if everything's going smoothly for everybody and everybody's in good form and there's no sickness about, then I'm going to experience peace. But that is not a biblical view of peace. And I have to, when I'm speaking to you this morning, guys, I, believe me, I am preaching to myself because I want to take hold of this. I want to live in the good of this. And I find that I so often don't. Um, I pay lip service to it, but it's not the reality of my everyday life at times. So that's why this is so relevant for me at the minute. I mean, I think our culture teaches us that in order to be at peace, we have to have these ideal circumstances. 
But the Bible offers us a peace which is true and real and can actually be lived in, whether the circumstances of our lives are going well or whether they're not. This is what Jesus said. <coughs> he said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I mean, if there was ever a verse that we needed to write on you know, something and stick to our fridges or wherever you put things that you want to remind yourself of, surely these are days when we need to live in the truth of this verse. <coughs> peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I'm going to grab that bottle of water. Um, <coughs> thanks so much. <coughs> and then again in Philippines. Oh my goodness. I've swallowed something. <coughs> Philippians 4 verse 7 says this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that verse. The peace of God, which trans transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In other words, I find that I am not at peace when my mind is bombarded with thoughts and what ifs and thinking through all the scenarios. And I'm not at peace when my, my emotions are all over the place. Whereas what this verse says is the peace that God offers us actually stands guard over our minds. It stands guard over our hearts to, to protect us from those thoughts that bombard us and those emotions which can overwhelm us at times. It is so, the, God's peace is so much greater than the human mind can understand. And, and I think that's what I'm coming to realize as well. You know, we talk about the supernatural and we talk about um, how we need the supernatural power of God in our lives. Well, this peace of God that we're talking about this morning, it's actually supernatural. You know, it's not something that I can work myself up to. I can't sit and go, oh, I'm really, you know, not at peace at the minute, and I'm so concerned about this, and I'm so concerned about, but I'm, you know, if it kills me, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at peace. It, it's not something that you can make yourself experience or feel. It is a supernatural impartation of the Holy Spirit. But the good news is, it is what he does, and it's what he wants to do for us this morning. You know, sometimes when we look at the worldview, and I love what Craig said about if you watch the news for five minutes, pray for 10 minutes, you know, it can be overwhelming. But then sometimes we think, well, there's so much happening in our world. You know, the things that are happening in my life, are, are they, maybe, you know, God's not really interested in those. But I love the fact that you and I are in relationship with a God who is interested in the big picture, but he's interested in the little details of your life as well. You know, the things that are worrying you this morning, the things that you've carried into this room with you today and that you're, you're concerned about, the Lord says, 
because they're important to you, they're important to me. There's a lady sitting at, you're not on the very back seat, but you're by the window and you're, you're tucked in and you're wearing black. And I just really feel that you need to hear that from the Lord this morning. The things that you're carrying in your heart at the minute, and you might, and you tend to dismiss the things that, you know, are on, on your mind and your heart and think maybe they're not as important as what other people are going through. But the Lord says, you know, I know exactly the circumstances that you're facing at the minute, and it's a lot that you're having to carry, but you need to know that I am with you and that because it is important to you, it is important to me. And I want you to come. I feel like the Lord's saying, just come and pour your heart out to me because I do want to bring you peace. I do want you to know that I haven't sort of left you to deal with this stuff all on your own. I'm right here. I'm with you. I'm for you. And what's important to you is important to me. And I think we all need to hear that this morning, that the things that are going on in the world, you know, God is in control, but he also wants to be in control of the detail. And I, isn't it wonderful that we're in relationship with a God who loves us like this, who knows the intimate details of our lives and wants to speak peace to the, the areas of our lives that we need to hear his voice speaking that supernatural peace to us. And the, the Bible says that the peace he gives is better than understanding. I mean, I'm great for asking questions, and I actually drive Paul around the bend, you know, because I, I keep saying, Paul, have you ever thought about, and there was a couple of days ago, I was asking him a question, something about heaven. He says, Priscilla, you think too much. He says, I don't think about those sorts of things. It's just going to be all right in the end. And... Um, <clears throat> And so I have loads and loads and loads of questions that I'm asking all the time. But the peace that, so whenever I am going through hard times, I am, and even with this war, I'm asking the Lord stacks of questions. But the peace that God imparts to us is better than answers to our questions. It's better than understanding. It's beyond our understanding and it's available to us. There's two main words for peace in scripture, the one that we will all know so well is the Hebrew word shalom. And, and shalom probably best um, encapsulates what the kingdom of God looks like. Um, because it wasn't, you know, we, we might think of it as a greeting. And if you go uh, to uh, Israel, you'll hear people saying it as a greeting, shalom. But it's so much more than that. It incorporates so much more than simply saying hello to someone. It's about wellness, well-being, welfare. It's about reconciliation. It's about contentment and health and justice and liberation and freedom. And that's why it's so closely associated with the rule and reign of Jesus, the kingdom of God and what God's kingdom looks like. And and that shalom is the, is the shalom peace of God that is being offered to us. And then there's another word, and it's a Greek word, and I'm neither a Hebrew or a Greek scholar, but you read these words and then you can look up the meaning. And the Greek word is arene. I might not even be pronouncing it properly. But the idea of that word is completeness of something that isn't fractured or broken in any way. It is completely healthy, completely whole. Um, and 
So when we're talking about peace, we're thinking about this idea of wholeness. When, when we are at peace with God and when we are then at peace with each other, um, that is what the peace of God looks like. And of course, then the peace comes from a source and that source is God himself. And, and when we're talking about this completeness and something that is not fractured and is not broken in any form, that is who our God is. He lives in, in complete harmony and complete unity. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There is no fractures in God. He is one. Isn't that what Scripture tells us both in the Old Testament and in the New? The Lord our God is one. And because he is one, because he is not fractured, because he is holy and whole and complete, completely complete, holy whole, then he is the source of peace. He is the source of our peace. And when we are united with him, then that peace flows to us. And then we also can be carriers of that peace. And that peace can flow not only to us, but through us and out to others as well. I mean, it's no surprise that in scripture, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three aspects of the Godhood are linked to peace. We have God the Father, Jehovah Shalom. We have Jesus prophesied as coming as the Prince of Peace. And then at Jesus' baptism, when the Spirit descends, the Spirit descends as a dove, that symbol of peace. And so peace isn't just a feeling. It's not a state of mind. It is a person. And we are offered, that person offers himself to us this morning so that we can truly experience his peace and live that life of peace. He is the source of peace. The God of peace is referred to in many letters of the New Testament. And as we've said, Jesus leaves us, gives us, leaves us his peace. And then in 2 Thessalonians 3.16, listen to this carefully, because it means that there's no exclusions to this verse. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. At all times and in every way. So I don't want you to be sitting here this morning going, but Priscilla, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know what I'm going through, and I don't know what you're going through. But because this, of this verse, I know I can look you in the eye and I can say, whatever your circumstances, God can speak his peace into those circumstances. There's no exclusions. Again, young woman, blonde hair, um, you're just two in. I think you know, I'm, I'm looking right at you, so I'm sure you know I'm speaking to you. I, I, you, again, I'm just feeling that the Lord's prompting me to say to you, there's no exceptions here. You don't have to think. Um, you know, I know God could speak peace to everybody else this morning, but what this thing that I'm facing isn't, I almost think that you're feeling it's not fixable. And, um, and the Lord says, that's not the issue here. The issue is that I want to come and I want to speak my peace to you. And that it will be something that you will actually experience. It won't be a theory. It won't be just you trying to be 
the good Christian and saying, oh, no, I'm at peace about this. It will actually be something that God deposits into your heart. And he says, you can leave this unfixable thing with me and see what I will do. You just leave it with me. It's, and I feel like the Lord has sent you, it's not yours to fix. It's not yours to fix. That he will take it and he will walk with you through it. And his hand will be on you through it as well. And so for all of us, don't exclude yourself this morning. Whatever, however hard the thing is that, that you're not at peace about. Because this verse says <clears throat> that the Lord of peace himself will give you peace at all times and in every way. And the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is peace. And if we give our lives over and say, Holy Spirit, fill me today. And we've invited the Holy Spirit to, to be with us in the room and he is here. And as we invite him to fill us afresh today and we say, Lord, I want you to be the one who's in charge of my life. Then Romans tells us that if our lives are governed by the Holy Spirit, if he is the one that's in, con in control, then a life governed by the Spirit is life and peace. We do live in a very broken, fractured world. When Adam and Eve sinned, they decided that they knew better than God, and they decided we're going to go our own way. And so their relationship with God was broken. Their communion with God was broken. And actually, their relationship with each other was broken as well. Um, and, and why do we have so many relational issues in our world? It's not just that our relationship with the Lord was broken because of sin. Our relationships with each other was broken as a result of sin. And even our relationship with the earth was broken as a result of sin. And that's what happened when they chose to go their own way. And it's impossible. I really believe it's impossible to live a life of peace when we're separated from God. And that's why if there's someone in the room this morning and you haven't ever begun a friendship, a real relationship with God, <coughs> this life of peace will elude you. But it's what you're invited into this morning. You're invited into a relationship with the God of peace so that you too can experience that in your life. Because actually, peace only comes when we know, like the old hymn says, that it is well with our souls. When you know that it's well with your soul, then you can live at peace. I love that hymn, you know, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, there it is again, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, whatever my lot, you've taught me to say, it is well it is well with my soul. And most of you will know the story of that hymn, how it was an American banker, financier, who was coming over to the UK. He was actually coming to be part of um, some of D.L. Moody's uh, evangelistic outreaches in the UK. <coughs> and um, he couldn't accompany his wife and daughters and sent them ahead. And the ship went down, and his daughters were all killed. And later, as he made the crossing and saw, you know, roughly where the ship had gone down, this hymn flowed from him when peace like a river 
attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, you've taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. If you know Jesus today, you can know peace because you can stand whatever your circumstances are and say, today, it is well with my soul. You can make that declaration and that will speak peace to your mind and to your heart. God has established peace for us because we've celebrated it in communion, haven't we? As Jesus came and he died for us, he died so that that brokenness, that fracture in our relationship with God could be restored so that we could be forgiven, so that we, there wouldn't be any distance between us anymore, that we could know him. <clears throat> That's what it says in Colossians 1. God was pleased through Christ to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through Christ's blood shed on the cross. He is establishing peace for us through the cross of Jesus Christ. That's what we have celebrated this morning. We said, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for taking my place. Thank you that now my, I can be forgiven <clears throat> and I can start a relationship with you. It is well with my soul because of the cross. Whatever I'm going through right now, there's one thing I can say, it is well with my soul. And so that peace that flows from salvation, that flows from our reconciliation with God, is the beginning of our healing. As the Spirit of God moves in our life to bring healing. And that, as I said before, we can be carriers of this peace. You know, when I walk into a room, what am I carrying into that room with me? Am I carrying that sense of the presence of God, of the peace of God? Or am I, car am I carrying in all my anxieties and all of my fears and, 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 and not speaking peace into the lives of others? Are we carriers of the peace that God is imparting to us? When we come to Christ, and if you need peace in your life at at, at the moment, then there's lots of things, you know, there, as I said before, with the whole mental health issue, you know, we can go, we can get help from professionals, and I absolutely believe that that is the right thing to do. I am not denigrating that in any way. But believe me, there will be no foundation of peace in your life until you have a connection with the Prince of Peace until you have a connection with the God who is Jehovah, our peace. That has got to be the foundation of a life lived out from a place of peace. That is what we're being offered. And it's what, if we are already Christians, the Lord wants to remind us of this morning, that we can, as we've worshipped and as we will continue to worship, say, it is well with my soul. Because when we come to Christ, what do we receive? Well, we get a new beginning. You know, the old has gone. The new has come. Isn't that what it tells us in Corinthians? Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Sometimes our anxieties and fears are connected to the past. 
But when we come to Christ, it's all forgiven. He shuts the door on our past. It doesn't have to haunt us anymore. It doesn't have to play into our minds anymore. We can leave it behind because Jesus says, in me, you get to have a whole new beginning. We get a new beginning, but we get a new identity as well. We get that new identity of becoming children of God, becoming sons of God. The Spirit of God comes and dwells in us. And because he dwells in us, we start to understand, I've been adopted into the family of God. I have become a son. And it tells us that it's because of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we can cry, Abba, Father. So we get that new beginning. We get a new identity. Some of these things are the things that causes anxiety in our lives, that causes fearfulness in our lives. And, and when we come to Jesus, that's why it is so rooted in our relationship with him that peace can flow. We get a new family tree. You know, so, sometimes we can look at our families and, and we can look at our relationships and that can be a source of, of real anxiety and, and lacking peace in our lives. But when we come to Jesus, we get a new family tree. He chose us in him before the creation of the world. Your links to Jesus go back far beyond when you were born, right into eternity when he chose you before the creation of the world and then chose to adopt you to, to sonship through Jesus Christ. There are many, many and I'm sure it must be true of people in this room who have experienced rejection in their lives. And that also is something that we have a real enemy and he uses those human experiences to bring fears and anxieties into our minds and into our hearts. But when you come to Jesus, you get to be fully accepted in Christ that he loves you completely. He knows everything about you, but he accepts you and he has chosen you. And so you get grafted into a new family tree. He claims all of us with all of our brokenness and he grafts us into his line, into his story, into his heart. It is well with my soul. Jesus died to bring us peace. He died so that we could be reconciled to God. And so this peace we're talking about this morning, this peace which is beyond understanding, is impossible without a relationship with him. He is peace itself. He is the source and the supplier of our peace. And so I want us to take a bit of time before we finish today to invite the Prince of Peace to come to each one of us. To invite the Prince of Peace and, and to really have an expectation that as we pray, there will be a supernatural impartation. That something supernatural will happen. You know, with the supernatural, it isn't always all bells and whistles. You know, I think when we think if, if we're experiencing something supernatural in the room, it will be, you know, 
like amazing miracles or whatever. But you know, for God to come this morning and to speak peace into some of your hearts, you would have thought it almost impossible that you could walk out of here with just a heavy sense of the peace of God settling on your heart and settling on your spirit. That is a supernatural act of the Holy Spirit. And that has been my prayer for you and my prayer for myself and an expectation of what the Lord is going to do, that we're going to invite the Prince of Peace to come and touch our lives today. And I'm going to ask the band to come and join me. Remember what the verse said, that the Lord of peace himself will give you peace at all times and in every way. At all times and in every way. There are no exclusion, no exclusion clauses here this morning. And so before we pray, I want you to get specific with the Lord. Is there some area of your life that you specifically need God to speak his peace to right now. It could be the area of your finances. As we've said, people are under a lot of pressure at the minute. It could be in the area of your health, you need God to speak his peace. It could be a relationship. It could be your children, whether they're young or maybe grown up. It could be employment. It could be things that I am not even mentioning right now. There could be a really, really strong desire to have a baby. God wants to speak his peace into every person's life. But above all else, it could be for somebody in this room today that for the first time you're going to connect with the Prince of Peace. That you're going to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. And I want to have a relationship with you because I want to live this life of peace. That's what I want to live. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And listen to this, though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. That's an old hymn, but we've also recently been singing another new song about the peace of God. Peace, bring it all to peace. And it wasn't that long ago that in the middle of the night I was struggling with something. I was far from being at peace. And that song just kept on going round and round in my head. And then I remembered there was a little line in it that said, the rage in me to still. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and he said, Priscilla, there's a rage on the inside of you because of what's going on. I want to speak to that rage and I want to cause it to be still. And maybe for some of you today, because of, and maybe even you haven't, you've even been afraid to acknowledge it, that there's a rage and an anger on the inside of you because of what's going on. And you need the Prince of Peace to come. And it's not that the circumstances, the storm will be calmed, but the rage inside of you will be stilled and God will impart his peace. In a moment, I want, I'm going to invite you to stand and I'm going to pray. 
But if you stand, I want you to be specific. I want you to say, not to anybody else, but to the Lord, Lord, please, this is the area that I need you to touch me in. I need an impartation of your peace in this area of my life. And as I said, it could be that it'll be someone who's giving their life to Jesus for the first time. And if that's true, please do come and, and talk to one of us afterwards because we just we just loved to to talk with people who've just given their lives to Jesus and maybe impart some helpful things to you as you begin that journey. But Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you will come right now and you will begin to speak to people's hearts right across this room. Father, I do sense perhaps there's someone and there's just an unspoken anger in their heart because of what they've gone through or going through. But Lord, would you just help us to be specific? Will you shine your light on the area of our life where we need your peace? And we're opening that up to you right now. And if you know what it is, would you just stand where you are? And then we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. And if you're comfortable, just reach out your hands. It's not a magic formula, but it's just a physical indication that, Lord, I want to receive. I want to receive your peace today. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come right now. Father, speak peace to people's minds. Give them a peace that is better than understanding. Lord, that family situation that's cracking them up, where their emotions, Lord, they don't, they're not sleeping, they're really struggling. Right now, will you speak your peace, your supernatural peace that would guard their hearts? Holy Spirit, that you will be the one who stands guard over our minds and over our hearts. For people, Lord Jesus, so fearful about their physical health, with diagnosis, Lord, that has absolutely rocked their world, will you come with your healing power? Will you pour out your Holy Spirit? And will you speak peace? Lord, all of those spiritual forces that attach themselves to those diagnoses, we break them off in Jesus' name and we speak your peace. People worried about their finances here this morning. Lord, you are the God of the immeasurably more. Father, I pray that you will supernaturally provide and they will experience your supernatural provision. Lord, we have expectant hearts today. We say your word is true and we're standing on your word. And we declare that it is well with our souls. We say, Lord, that whatever the circumstances where we're seeking peace, it is well with our souls. Father, let us be rooted in that place of certainty this morning so that your peace can flow in us 
and flow through us, not based on our circumstances, but based on our relationship with you. We honour you today, God, the God of all peace, who can comfort us at all times and in every way and bring your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.